0: JR Spear. R Spear. J. R Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on the Daily Creep Podcast Show, and today is a very special guest because he's not just an entrepreneur doing amazing things out there, but he's a personal friend of mine who has deployed with me in Iraq. He is a Marine, which definitely levels him up more than a lot of other people. So I gotta commend him on that. But his name is Clayton. He is a husband, a father, and a pastor in Liz, in Mobile, Alabama, pastoring. A growing congregation. He is a graduate of Indiana Westland University in business management and has a master's degree from Wesley Seminary in pastoral ministry and leadership. Now working on a second master of divinity and Asbury Theological Seminary with emphasis on leadership, Clayton is also a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. He loves helping lead people and discover their purpose in Christ. And in January, he is starting to work on his first book about leadership, gratitude, and the power of thank you. So Clayton, this is a treat. I have been waiting a while for this one. And uh, there's never a dull moment whenever we can talk. So I know that you're going to bring the fire and everyone that's listening uh, to this. So I don't want people to downplay it because you're a Marine, because just for that alone, they should be listening to you. But you're doing some really big things and making a big impact in the world. And that's why I wanted you on this show. That's why I invited you, because I know you bring a ton of value. You've definitely brought a lot of value in my life over the years of knowing you, which has been more than I don't know, 16, 17 years now. And, uh, and I'm definitely blessed to call you friend and have you, have you part of my life. We just need to get you out to Virginia a lot more or me down by you. So
1: yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Well, bro, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I, you know, I I actually listened to your podcast, uh, you know, secretly going, man, I would love to be on his podcast someday. And it was so good to connect with you and your family again. Uh, And yeah, I've actually technically just about known you about the same amount of time as I've known my wife. And so and I'm, I'm just so excited to be here. Thanks for for inviting me on, and and uh, you you know, definitely made me sound way cooler than I probably probably am. So I appreciate uh, it and bringing uh, that and motivation. Well, I,
0: I mean every word of it. You have a special place in my heart, and definitely respect everything that you're doing. And gosh, seeing how far you come with, especially everything that you've gone through, is uh is really cool and it's inspiring because as you know, you know we we both can relate. Not a lot of veterans that gone through what we have gone through get really find purpose and make a difference because they, they still fight with all the demons that they got. So be you able know, to yeah. see, see where you're going. It, it encourages me as well. to Be like, you know what? There's people out there still fighting and, and if they can do it, you know, I, I can do it as well. And that's just that you know, I am the, technically the godfather of one of your daughters. So yeah. You stick around, man. <laughs> I got to do something.
1: That's right, yeah. man. That's so, right. That's
0: right. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, let's kind of start it out in the beginning. And I want to know, like, I already know a lot of your story, but I want the audience to hear it. And what led you to do what you're doing today? And then we'll kind of go on to that story about with that. So kind of take us wherever you want to start and let's kind of lead into there.
1: Sure. You know, you know, A, what led me there, of course, ultimately as a, as a pastor is, you know, I, I have a relationship with God and, and it started when I was 15 and, you know, but I've always served in the church in some capacity. Even when I was in the Marines, it was always, you know, like it wasn't that I liked, to lead, it was just I always ended up there, and and eventually, you know, when you keep ending up in spots, you have to stop and go. Maybe I'm I'm supposed to do something with this, you know, not just with the passion of leading, you know, like helping people know about Christ and and God and how to worship and how to pray. But hey, but maybe there's something more to it. And you know, if you had asked me when I was 17, could I be a pastor? i probably told you no because I don't like talking in front of people, and you know. For the most part, I would never. I would never have said that. (laughs) Right, but once you get like, I'm actually that half and half introvert extrovert man. Like, I I love to help people, but I also have to withdraw at times just to reset my own brain, uh, my own heart, just because uh, you know, because that introvert side of me is like, hey, withdraw, be alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, my calling has morphed over the time. You know, I went to. Uh, Hillsong International Leadership College back in 1999 and, you know, sir, you know, got a lot of leadership poured into me there and then uh, came back, served the church, and then just knew that I wanted something else and God needed something else for me. And I found this discipline in the United States Marine Corps. I did serve in the business world for a while too, but I just, I just didn't find anything there that, that led me to the success that I had, that I got by going to becoming a United States Marine. And even there, you know, I served as a lay leader, you know, achieved everything I wanted to achieve in eight years. Uh, It was a a joy, a pleasure to serve, but also at the same time, you know, I knew that God had put me there for a reason and that, you know, and even then, hey, it's to discover my purpose. Like wherever you are in life, you should stop and assess why am I here? What's my purpose? and what can i do with the time that i have here cuz you know i knew that i wasn't going to be in there for life and you know we stayed 8 years you know 4 years longer than most guys want to stay and you know i but i enjoyed my time but god gave me a heart for for those who serve you know in our in our armed forces and it's been part of my identity as a marine and a veteran and now it's part of my ministry uh so and where i'm at now you know we we left uh, north carolina in 2013 and we just came back to the Alabama West Florida United Methodist Church, which is our annual conference, and now we serve both me and my wife as pastors um uh, in churches here in uh the denomination and and God has really just blessed us over this you know these last eight years we have been at this current church now we're in year four and and just seeing just the transformation that this church had like it it was down to thirty members sanctuary had burned down and they needed somebody who knew how to come in and lead them out of a fire. And, and I, you know, God placed me there for a reason. And that reason was to help them remember who they are and who God is. And we built a brand new sanctuary, um, and it opened in 2019, right before the pandemic. Right. And, uh, but, you know, they didn't even know where the chairs were going to come from and where anything was going to come from, and so all of those things have just kind of led me here. And you know, we're now a church around, uh, right around ninety-five folks uh, each and every week in worship. And you know, with with even more room to grow, our new sanctuary has served us well. But we're getting ready to grow again. Um, we're in a new phase uh, of the ministry, and we're getting ready to take things off. And so we're getting ready to reassess and do everything, but. You know, that's where God has called me, um you know i'm I'm first you know, like I said, I'm first a husband, I'm a father, I'm a pastor and and a veteran and so um but most of all, I'm a Christ follower, you know, so
0: yeah, so you said some really cool things, and one thing that people don't really understand is that a church is still a business, and with a with our our audience a lot of them being small business owners and I, I really want to tie into a couple different things because there's three main things that you just said that is really powerful, and I want you to kind of hit on it. One, you, you talk about discovering your purpose. Two, you talked about leading out of the fire, which you literally led your congregation and your team out of the fire when your church came right. down. And then the third thing that you hit on, really, which is one thing I want to stand out for everyone, is being resourceful. So because in business itself, as we're starting to grow, a lot of people just kind of give up when they don't find the answers or they don't know how to get to where they want to go. So if you can kind of lead with the, the expectation of, hey, here's some small business owners. This is what you've been able to do to lead your congregation, your team and people through these different things. And here's some steps that people can take to really t- start getting them in the next level where they, wherever they're at in their life. So if you don't mind hitting on a couple of those different things, I think that would be really uh, helpful for us.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, some people try to say, well, I just lead by seeing what happens. I, I don't agree with that method of waiting and seeing i do believe that we we need to assess and and so you always want to assess you know both what are what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and and you've got to be honest about those weaknesses because if you're not honest about them you'll try to cover them up and you cannot cover up your weaknesses uh not not only in small business because there is an administrative side to the church and there's a directive side it's about clear communication and discovering what your church or what your small business needs to do to help people. Cause ultimately your business or your church, we'll we'll just say business for example, you sell something to somebody, but it's not just to sell them something so you make money. It's so that you help them with with what something they need in their life. Mm -hmm. And you know, and you're and you're ultimately you sell it because you believe in the product, you believe in them and you want to help them. And, and so when I came in, I assessed their leadership from top to bottom, you know, Hey, who needs to stay on the team? Who needs to get off the team? Um, who, who needs a break for a minute, you know, and, you know, and there are such things as good ideas and bad ideas. I think, you know, that we're wrong to say that there's no such thing as a bad idea. There are bad ideas. Um, you can't repackage a bad idea and say that it's good. Um, you know, you, you can try to rebrand it all you want, but if a bad idea is a bad idea, it's still going to be a bad idea at the end of the, ta- you know, at the, end of the day. Um, we discovered our purpose, you know, by just marching through it, number one, and always staying consistent. That's the, if there was one thing I could tell a business leader to do for their business is stay consistent and be the non-anxious presence in the room. Stay consistent. Stay on your message. And then don't try to overhaul everything at once. You tweak it. I think, I think that's the mistake that both pastors and, you know, business leaders try to do sometimes is they try to overhaul everything. They try to do everything at once. And I kind of have this little painting on my wall or picture on my wall. It says, and it's a picture of a staircase and it says, you don't have to do the whole thing. You have to do the next thing. And, and that's just the motto we live by, so we don't try to jump ahead in the vision, we don't try to jump ahead in the story we we do what works well for us, we know our identity, we know who we are, but we also know who we want to become and so those are the same things that I've taught consistently as a leader, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, uh, anybody that I try to help you know along the way is is what's your vision, what's your mission, what's your purpose and, and stay consistent with it and make sure it aligns with your values. Uh, you'd be surprised how many organizations, churches included, don't know their values.
0: That's powerful, man. Yeah, I mean, coming from the Marine Corps or me, the Navy, as you can say, values is everything. And that's kind of like why I came up with Creed. And so when I was thinking about like a name, first off, I didn't want to be called like six-figure coach, seven-figure or anything like that, because to me, that's very much transactional. And there's a lot of other coaching programs out there. And I don't want to lead. Yes, we want to be able to get monetary gain and monetize and make an income for what we do. But I don't want that to be the heart of why we're doing what we're doing, even for the, the clients that come into our world. And it, it boils down to the values and it, the, of what, what they want to achieve. And that's why I came up with CREED. It's, a, it's the values, the core values, which stands for commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. And so the fact that you say that it definitely aligns with, with everything that I try to teach and preach on a, on a daily basis. So I love that. I mean, you, you're, you're giving a lot of really cool things inside of here, and it, it's powerful. And consistency is everything. So there's something that I learned recently. I did an interview with uh, a really amazing individual named uh, Eli Sanchez recently, and he talked about like, you know three different things that helps that separates a successful entrepreneur versus someone that is not and especially from a six-figure and seven-figure entrepreneur. And he said, the first thing that you needed to do was um, was be committed. So commitment is the first part that helps separate them. And, and that really made me think a lot. It's like, are we ever really truly 100% committed to what we're doing? We say that, but there are times that we allow family life, and life to get in the way for us to be able to do it. So I never really think that we are 100% committed that this is all we do. And I don't think we should. To that level, but maybe we're like at 75 to 80% committed because we do have other things in life that we want to do. So we want to spend time with family. But the second thing that he said, which is exactly what you said, which is consistency. Like you gotta, you got to be committed, but you got to be consistent with the daily actions to help you get to build your business for anything in life that you want to achieve. And so to me, that's really powerful because most people don't ever achieve success or reach their mission or whatever the goal that is because they give up too early because it's too hard. And they right. just stop being consistent with it. And the third thing is organization. So having the systems and process that helps lead in there. So that's uh, really cool. But if, if, if anyone on here was like listening and they're saying, hey, you know what? I got this church leader. He's a Marine. He's definitely proven himself as a great leader, uh, especially taking a congregation from burning out of the fire to get resourceful to really build them from ground up to where it's at today, which I think is very commendable and powerful. But if someone was going to walk away with one thing after hearing you speak, to help them build and grow their business, what do you think that one thing is that you want them to walk away with?
1: Know your vision and know your value. Know your vision inside and out. And if it's too long, you know I've seen guys and girls that create these vision statements that are just super long. And I'm like, without looking at it, recite it to me. And then if it's too complex, you need to shorten it down, make it short and sweet. You know, my my personal, you know, own statement, um, and I might be jumping ahead for you, but uh is you know, I, I have three little things that I filter everything through and they 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 act as my vision and my values at the same time. Is, you know, I have three things that I focus on. Be a disciple, make disciples, shepherd the church. And you want to transliterate that to the you know the business world, it's lead, 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 period. We're called to lead ourselves. We're called to lead others. And sometimes, you know, we also are called to be the tough leader in the room who makes tough decisions. And that's and that's the thing that I think a lot of people, they want to be the leader, but they don't want to make the tough decisions. And shepherds, you know, have to make tough decisions. You know, they have to go after people. They have to go after things and protect people and and, you know, do hard work. And so that's that's the vision of my life. Like, if it doesn't fall into one of those three categories, I'm just not doing it. You know, um, it, it's just not for me. And I think so many people try to cram other things into their vision, uh, other things into their values, and it and it pulls away from their organization. And um, in other words, it takes their bandwidth away. I don't think a lot of leaders lack time in their day. I think they're they're too focused on other things, and so there's there's not enough. It's not that there's not enough time in the day, bro. There's been 24 hours in a day for forever. Yeah. It's that they have too many things taking up their time, and they they don't know what they value. And so, your vision and your values have to align. They have to be. They have to have synergy. Because hmm. if they don't, you know, you'll you'll be discombobulated, confusion. It adds confusion to your messaging, to your product, to what you're trying to present and now people don't know what it is that you even stand for and if you can short it down you know it took me a long time to to whittle that list down to those three things but everything from being a good husband being a good father being a good pastor falls into one of those categories and and so for for leadership hey you stop examine reassess and 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 get back on your mission what is your mission and then what is your vision? Your mission and vision have to be together, man.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing that goes along with that too, which falls perfectly with the the vision and the values is setting the boundaries. I love how you said like it has to fall into one of these three things, but you also got to set boundaries that if it doesn't fall and help you help lead the path of towards the vision. And if it doesn't align with the core values that you believe in then should you do it? And the answer is no. And that, that's definitely great boundaries of, or, or honestly a way to really help you be a yes man or a no man and be able to say no because too many times, I, I don't know about you, but for someone like me, I just have such a heart to serve that it's really hard to say no. no. And I just wanna give and help sure. people as I can and setting those boundaries is definitely a challenge. But you're, you're right on point. It's like, if you don't know the vision or the values that you serve, how are you going to be able to set those boundaries and say no to the things that's not going to align to allow you to, to reach that mission and that goal that you want to achieve? So that's, uh, that's definitely really golden, golden nuggets right there. So I love that. I, was gonna, I always ask people what their creed is on the show, but it sounds like you already said it um, and, yep. and we'll kind of repeat it, but just for the sake of the show, but what is your creed Me? What is the one thing that you are most committed to that you're going to be resilient even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best? And having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. And I know you already said it, but let's let's talk about what the creed is.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll even unpack it just a little bit. So um those three things are be a disciple, make disciples, and you know, shepherd the church. Um and how that kind of applies personally to me is, you know, if, whether you're a believer or not listening to this podcast, like, you know. My personal model I follow God. I follow what Jesus teaches in the Bible and in, in scripture. It informs my, but I have to wake up and be one. And remember that that's who I am. I'm called to be first. I am a human being, not a human doing. Hmm. Um, before you do, you need to be, you need to know your purpose. You need to know your why. why what wakes you up? What, what gets your engine going, as it were? And, and you need to know your why. And first, and for me, for that first box, it's, it's be a disciple. Part of being a disciple also means by, by default that I'm being a good husband, being a good father. Um, you know, those two things are priority. They're paramount in my order of things. Cause if I'm doing those things by default, some of that other stuff almost takes care of itself. Um, and even in our, you know, and then make disciples, husband, father, and then also teaching the church but in making disciples you know how that would apply to your own business is you need to hire people that are just not necessarily just like you but who can catch the vision you have and make you better mm. who aren't just like you. I want people who aren't just like me in my organization so that they can see the areas of weakness that i have um so that they know but part of making disciples is training them in the basics and hoping that Hey, whatever gift that they also bring to the team, it's going to make my team even that much better. Hmm. Um, and that's part of the making disciples box. And obviously my other drive is to, for people to know Jesus. And, um, but when it applies to my organization and my leadership, Hey, I, I don't need a bunch of yes men. I, I need people that actually do disagree with me. Yeah. Um, because, because it might add a different perspective and a viewpoint, um, and a deficiency, uh, you know. My wife, in fact, has the opposite set of gifts than I do. Um, you know, and, and that's a grace for me because we probably, if we were like-minded, we would probably make a lot more mistakes and in our leadership than, than we do now. And, um, you know, behind every good man is a, is a wife shaking her head, right? And, uh, and the last one, of course, is, is the shepherd, the church and, you know, and, and, and part of that is, you know, I look at the perfect example of that is Jesus. He said, I am the good shepherd and, and being a shepherd means, you know, I protect people. I lead people, you know, uh, Psalm 23 is an ultimate example of what a shepherd does. You know, it says um, the shepherd leads them by still waters, you know, um, referring to the, to, to the people as the flock. And, you don't lead them where chaos is. You lead them where there's stillness. A sheep actually won't go to the water and drink if it's moving um, because it, it, something about it disturbs them. And so you've got to you know, guide them to places where there's peace and where there's green grass. You know, don't take them out to the desert and just let them wander. You know, guide them to where they're going to find life. And, and part of shepherding the church means you know, making tough decisions, you know, being accountable, Being in a group and being in community together, so
0: really cool, powerful stuff, man. So, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way?
1: Uh, Right now, of course, you can find me on Twitter and, um, and or Facebook. You know, Clayton Lassiter, and you know, I'm getting ready to uh, do a lot of new projects here. You can also find me on LinkedIn again at Clayton Lassiter. Um, You know, and like I said, I'm I'm really getting ready to roll out a bunch of new stuff and do some new things in my own ministry, uh, in my life that are, they're a a big change for me, but they're a needed change so that I can take not only myself, you know, I'm, I'm ready, you know, success by the way is never, you achieve success and then it's like, okay, what's next, you know? And, and so I've, I've kind of in that stopping point in my own ministry in life, I've I've achieved this now it's time to go to this. And so I've got to prepare myself for that. What that next level is, um, which means development and getting the right people around you to go to the next level.
0: Love it, yeah. So those of you guys listening, Clayton Laster is not just a husband, a father. He's a Marine and he's a pastor of a church, and he exemplifies the exact definition of what a leader is, and uh, definitely someone that I respect, that I, that I lean on for mentorship and guidance and counsel from time to time, and someone that I respect more. More than anyone in this world, and uh, just uh, ultimately an amazing individual. So, if you guys are looking for some help, want uh, some guidance, and have some questions, I'll drop his contact information below uh, this episode. That's uh, where you guys can reach out. But uh, until then, next time, Simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed podcast show with JR Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at
1: jr.spear.